I'm going to be talking about the subject, the lack deception. I am ready to do what we sang about a while ago. I'm going to break some things. Are you ready? Everybody go like this with me this morning. Go like this. Let's break some things. Are you ready for some things to be broken? First of all, I think it's important. You cannot talk about the, the lack deception without helping people to understand what lack truly is. Lack is a word of our imagination. It is not a word of reality. Say that with me. Lack is imagination. It is not reality. You know, in the church world today, there's a lot of preachers that will preach what's called a prosperity gospel, and they will lay that out there, and they will cause people to believe and to think and to come to the assumption that somehow everybody can be wealthy, and somehow they can, and not all that are preaching prosperity gospel are preaching it from the wrong perspective, but there are some that give you the idea that the more you have, the more you have, the more prosperous that you are. That could not be further from the truth. That could not be further from the truth. I want to tell you what deception is today in just a moment. But first of all, you need to understand and say this with me, lack, lack. say it loud and proud, lack, lack. Is, is a, a deception. deception. It's not even real. Lack is not even real. It's a poof that exists. In the same way that you believe Disney is for real? <laughs> Aladdin is for real? It's a poof. It exists in the mind of somebody, but has no real power. Except for the power you give it. Lack, and say it with me again, lack is a deception crazy thing about it is somebody who feels like they have lack is saying it feels real, real, real to me. I'm feeling a little bit of lack and it's feeling pretty real. Doesn't feel like so much of a deception. It's not a in my mind, it's an empty pocketbook. It's a three months behind on my bills. It's a, I can't put food on the table. It's I'm driving a car that doesn't drive. I've got a beautiful car. It's out in my front yard. Hadn't moved in years. Not deception to me. Let me tell you what it is. Prosperity is not about having more. It's about doing more with what you have. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tweet that. I'm going to give you a lot of tweety things this morning. <laughs> Prosperity isn't about having more. It is about doing more with what you have. If you have the church app, download it right now and, or use it right now and go to the notes section and you can follow along as we go. Prosperity isn't about having more. It is about doing more with what you have. I want to start today with a verse, John 10.10, 10, that everybody is familiar with, but I'm going to start with it anyway. John 10.10 in 10 the English Standard Version reads like this. The thief has come only to steal and kill and destroy. I came, Christ said, that you may have life and that you may have it abundantly. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy what? Truth. Truth. He's not interested in destroying your faith. If he can destroy your truth, he accomplishes everything else. He's not interested in destroying your marriage. 
He doesn't destroy your marriage by going after your marriage. He goes after, he destroys your marriage by going after the truth. He doesn't destroy your job opportunities, your future, your career, your relationships, your life. He can't kill it, can't steal it, can't destroy it unless he gets the truth from you. The thief comes only to steal and kill and to destroy, but I've come that they might have life and then have it abundantly. So let's talk about those three things very quickly. First, he steals. Everybody say, the enemy steals. steals. You know how he does that? Let me tell you this. This is really cool. This is really going to make, this is really going to, it's really going to bring some things into focus. He, He steals by creating the deception of lack. He makes lack seem real. Deception is the ability of one thing falsely existing in the rightful, rightful place of another thing. Hear that with me again. Deception is the ability of one thing, of something, of anything, falsely existing in the rightful place of another thing. So the enemy comes to steal. He comes to steal by creating, in this context, we're talking about lack, by creating a deception of lack, by rearranging what is truth. He has come. He's going after the truth. Everybody say, the enemy enemy. is going after after. the the truth. The truth is, you don't lack. No one in this room has lack. What? Thanks for prophesying that, Steve Parker. I'm going to lay claim to that. No, I'm telling the truth. I'm not giving you good words. I'm not trying to pump you up. I'm just telling you he's going after the truth, and the truth is you don't have lack, so what he wants to do is create the deception of lack so that he can eliminate the truth. If he can steal that truth and by creating the deception, everything about the enemy is deception. It is a counterfeit against what is rightfully true. First, he does everything he can to create the deception of lack, goes after it, and he steals it. That's the first step. Second step is then he kills it, takes away any hope that there's recovery. Now that he's stolen your truth and you believe you're in lack, Can I ask a question this morning? How many people feel like you have lack? Be honest. How many feel like you have lack? Don't believe the lie. I want to set you free today. Five people are excited about that. Well, you can't because everybody has done. I've listened to all the teachers and gone to all the classes and financial freedom seminars and this and that and the other, and and there's still lack. That's because there's a deception of lack that exists. Because what the enemy's done is he has come and he's stolen the truth to make you believe that there's a lack where there really is no lack. Well, you, if you, can I just show you my checkbook, Steve Parker? I don't want to see your checkbook because it's not truth. The only truth that exists in your checkbook is it expresses the true lack. 
Not the lack the enemy wants you to experience. It expresses the true lack, and that's your lack of ability to manage. The truth that you once possessed. We're getting down in the nitty-gritty now. You once possessed enough that your checkbook would always be in the black. And it got red because there was a deception that set in. This is where we're headed today. Let me get the finger all up in there. Then he kills. He takes away any hope of recovery. He creates this deception of lack. Then he, he kills any hope of recovery. So it's like, man, I'm looking at this checkbook because now it's become truth to you because your truth has been rearranged. It's good, isn't it? Say it loud. Yeah. Truth has been shifted. The enemy came in and created this deception. And he's so subtle. He made his truth so closely resemble God's truth that somewhere you tripped over the line and didn't even know you did. Fell right into his. Then he kills. He takes away any hope of recovery. Now I'm here. I'm never getting out, so why try? I'm just going to live in this deception. I don't even know it's a deception. It's lack. That's why you're saying when I said a while ago, lack's a deception, you said, no, it's not. Maybe not in your life. So then he kills it, he tries to take away any hope of recovery, then he destroys. What's he do? First he steals it, mm, now I've got it, now I'm going to kill it, and now I want to remove any remembrance that there was a possibility that they might ever be able to accept the truth again. I want to steal it, I want to kill it, and then I want to burn it so that there is nothing left for them to get a hold of again. And I'm going to replace their faith, their truth from God with my truth. But then Christ, how cool is it to be Christ and come in on a white horse? <laughs> do, do, do. <laughs> he stole it and he's shouting with a mega horn. The enemy stole it. He killed it. Thought he destroyed it. But if you listen right now, listen, listen, lackers. Listen. Listen, lackers. If you listen real close right now, you can hear, you can hear that Christ anointing shouting out, Hey, I know where your truth is. I know where your truth is. And it's It still is. And we go, where? He says, in me. He came to destroy the truth that was lost. Remember, deception is the ability of one thing that is falsely existing in the rightful place of another. And Christ said, the enemy came in subtly. Sly as a fox, snuck in like the ant in your cupboard. 
didn't know he was there till you went to get your rice and beans and you found him in the pot. But he got there. But I have come to rearrange the deception and bring truth back into this. Listen to what I'm about to say. Psalm 23, my wife shared Thursday night at the ladies' meeting, and she came home. She was very excited, and she shared this with me out of a passage that I had shared last week, but she heard something in it that I want to express to you. In the 23rd Psalm, verse 1, we're all familiar with it. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not... then why in the world do I? Is the Lord really my shepherd? Did he really come to make life abundant? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not... Want what? Want. Say with me again, lack, lack. Is, deception. is deception. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Cross your arms, something like this, go like this. Ponder what you're about to say. Get into the pondering mode. Say with me, the Lord, the Lord is, my is my shepherd. Can we get that first? Can we get that part first? Say with me again. Say, the Lord. Some of you aren't in pondering mode. The Lord is my shepherd. Is my shepherd. How big is that? How much provision is in that? The Lord is my shepherd, my what? Therefore, because he's my shepherd, I shall not. The thief comes to steal, to kill it, than to destroy what he stole and killed. But the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want or lack or be deceived. David, when he wrote this psalm, understood that wanting equates to poverty and less. Wanting equates to lack. David understood this. And he said, I'm not going to want because the moment I begin wanting, I will experience lack. Here's the deception. 
The moment I begin to want, the less I actually will have. If I didn't want more, then what I had would be more than enough. The lack. Deception. But in this generation, in this world, in this idealistic whatever that we live in today that is contrary to God and contrary to truth and, and it's trying to rearrange the truth of the kingdom of God in the middle of all of that. We feel like I have a right to want. And the Father says, if the Lord is my shepherd, I will not want because I'm going to find that whatever I have, if I can learn to be a manager of it, he'll take care of everything else. We want because we don't believe God. Stick that in your gospel pipe. We want because we don't think we have enough. We want because we're not happy about what we have. And that might be true. Consider this. Much of what we want today, we didn't want until our neighbor got it. There was a time when Little House on the Prairie was a big house. Oh, for that day. <laughs> There was a time with a one-room cabin. Now, I know all the mamas and, and all the kids are like, well, but we all have to have our own bedroom. I watch Chip and Joanna. Every parent that they, every family that they do in there, they, we got to have a bed, bedroom for Tommy and Jenny and Ricky and Sammy and whoever. Everybody has to have, and you know what, and they really have to have their own bathroom. Why is that? Because your mama had it and your neighbor had it and everybody else had it. But you're wanting have you ever considered what your wanting might create? See, when we move into one want, it will only create another. It is perpetual. It's a circle of life that isn't full of life. Is anybody hearing what I'm saying this morning? The lack deception? The lack deception? Is that I have lack when you really don't. See, if you didn't know that it was possible to have more, the $10 in your wallet would be a lot. If you didn't know that it was impossible to get 20, you would learn how and figure out how to live within 10. But as soon as we realize, oh, so it's actually possible to have more, most people don't even wait until they, if they do indeed get 20 instead of 10, they don't even wait until they get the 20. They're already spending it before it ever arrives. And the enemy says, I have stolen. I have replaced the truth with a lie that will in time become truth. How many people, what would be the difference in our relationship with God if indeed the kingdom of God, listen to what I'm about to say. What impact would we make on the world today that doesn't know God 
What impact could we have today if every single person in this room stopped accepting lack? And if you've gotten to the place where there's a natural lack that is present, begin to move sacrificially away from that lack. Not foolishly. People call it faith. I call it foolish. By faith I'm doing this. You're a fool. By faith I'm going to spend what isn't there yet. You're a fool. You have accepted the lie of the enemy. He has stolen the truth from you. Made you believe that somehow you were going to, it was magic. Is anybody hearing me this morning? What happens in the world today if the kingdom of God, we gather together on a Sunday morning, we gather together during the week. And the idea and the deception of lack is completely annihilated. We say to the enemy, nobody here has fallen prey to your lie. There's not just enough in this place. There is abundance in this place. We have more than enough because we didn't fall. You didn't steal it. You weren't able to kill it and you weren't able to destroy it because we know the truth. This is what I've got and this is what I'm going to work with until he gives me more. Look me in the eyes this morning. I'm going to tell you this morning, stop wanting what does not belong to you. Just because it's shinier and just because it's bigger and just because it's newer, it doesn't belong to you. Celebrate with them, but live within what you have been given until he gives you more. Lack only exists because you and I, we give it life. Think about it this way. Let's make it practical. When you got your first job, you didn't have a single debt. You didn't owe anybody a single dime or dollar. And you got your first job. You started saving money. I worked at A&W, root beer. My school bus, when I was 12 years old, first job I ever had, my school bus dropped me off at A&W Root Beer every day at 3.30. I worked for 30 minutes. I cleaned the parking lot. All the trash people threw out their window, trash can 10 feet away. I didn't care. Throw it on the floor. It gives me a job. Every day, Monday through Friday, I'm 12 years old. My school bus dropped me off at A&W Root Beer. And I got paid $13. And why this, I don't know why this number is what it is. It's just what they did. It made me feel important because it wasn't a round number. I got paid $13.10 a week. That's what I was paid. And every day for 30 minutes, the school bus would drop me off at 3.30, and I would, for 30 minutes, I would walk around that parking lot, and I would pick up the trash, and I would sweep it with a broom, a push broom, no blowers. I would sweep it with a push broom, the parking lot, and make sure there was no sand anywhere so everybody who was out there on their roller skates wouldn't trip up and stumble and fall. I don't even know if they do that anymore. But I'd clean that parking lot every single day, Monday through Friday. And then on Saturday, I would go to the owner's house of that A&W restaurant. And I would rake his leaves. I would, I would work for him for an hour every single Saturday while everybody else was playing baseball. And I remember when I saved my first $100. I didn't owe anybody anything. 
I didn't tithe either because I didn't know to. But I remember saving my first hundred dollars. I thought I was a rich man. Thought I was a rich man. I thought I was wealthy. And I went to my father and I said, Dad, I want to open a bank account. Twelve years old. I want to open a bank account. Okay, son. Took me down to the credit union and I opened a bank account. And I added. And I added. And I added. You know what? I never considered I had lack. To me, $13.10 a week. There were people working in that A&W restaurant that probably made $300 a week. But because I didn't know it, I didn't know I needed more. There was no want that existed in me. I thought, I'm the highest paid dude on the planet. I'm making $13.10 a week, man. I'm picking up people's trash. Yes, Sneaking a French fry every now and then. Not out of the trash. <laughs> I've never had a single day where I hadn't worked since. Not one day. But I didn't have lack. You know why I didn't have lack, Jessica? I didn't have lack because I didn't know what lack was. I had abundance. What could I do with $100? I don't know, it was 1975. Probably a lot. <laughs> what could I do with $100? Not a lot, but I didn't want to do it. You know what? I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to buy anything. I didn't want to buy a car. I couldn't drive it. I didn't want to buy a Hot Wheel. I just wanted to save. I wanted to have money. I wanted to have what my family didn't have. I wanted to do some things that would be different. But you know what, what my point is? My point is, I didn't have lack. You know why? Because I didn't have want. I didn't want anything. I didn't want a new baseball. I didn't want a new bat. I didn't want a new glove. I didn't want to do anything. I, I wanted a new check at the end of the week. And I knew how to live within that. And you know what? So did you. First job you ever got, before you had a single bill, before you had a single debt. Not one thing you didn't owe, man, a, a dime, not a single person. You had no lack. And then one day, the enemy said, whoop, 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 whoop. like a little mouse skittering across the floor, little nails clinging on the wood floor. You hear him. And he comes and he gets you cheese. The truth it says, hey, you, you need this. Before you thought you need it, it was like because the day before, you're, sitting, you're standing at the water cooler at your office, and you're talking to somebody, and they said, man, I just got the coolest thing. I just got this new whatever, and it is so cool. It is so sharp, whatever it is. And, and suddenly, the enemy gets in. Why couldn't you use that? Oh, man, oh, you know, maybe I could. I didn't even know I could. But now that you put it there, wow, think of what I could do with that. Oh, man, then I could be the one talking to somebody around the water cooler and infecting them with my disease. Wow. This would be really cool. And then they go home, and then suddenly that thing that they didn't even know they wanted before they drank water at the water cooler, suddenly I've got to have that new thing. Now want exists. And then they go get it. Oh, let's see, how much do I have in the bank? Okay, I have $50. That thing's going to cost me $250. So, hey, oh, 
my credit. It's probably fa- every credit card company in the world wants me. I get their mail every day. They think I'm special. It would honor God if I accepted their money and then paid it back. And that's the enemy. It's that deception. I'm going to steal the truth. You didn't even have want until you saw something you didn't have, and now that's created want. And, now, and then you go and you, you get the card, you get the loan, you get the whatever. Suddenly, there is lack where it was supposed to be abundance. Suddenly, the money that used to give you interest is being used to pay the interest for the guy that sucked you in and ate your cheese. Is anybody tracking with me today? Mm, the lack deception. This is a boogeyman that needs to be destroyed. Because he wasn't sent from God. The thief comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Christ said, but I have come to blow the trumpet and say, I know where he put it when he stole it. I know the place where he killed it. And I know the place where he thought he destroyed it. But out of the ashes, I can breathe life again. But before I can do that, you have to come to the place where you understand that lack is a deception. Want is the thief. Can I challenge you today? Boy, this is going to be tough. I want you to write down today everything that you want and burn it. Oh, you don't know. I've been wanting this new house. I've been wanting this new car. I've been wanting this new whatever. I've been want, 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 want. Oh, man. Mm -mm. Done. If I can learn, let me tell you, let me just back, let me stop right there. Let me back up. If I can take that list of wants and I can burn that list of wants and then I can look at where I currently exist, this is where I'm at. And I can come to the place where I own what I have. Until there is no more lack of any kind and I own it. I'm not buying another thing. Oh, but we might need socks. Mend them. Remember Little House on the Prairie we talked about a while ago? I need underwear. Get some. For your neighbor. Is that clear? <laughs> okay. You don't want any clouds in here. Burn it. Burn it. Address what's there. Do not want another thing. 
Oh, listen, I, can't, I cannot watch Chip and Joanna Gaines with my wife. I'm telling you, by the time the show is over, we do. We love it. We love Chip and Joanna. I love, by the time the show is over, we have remodeled our house six times. I'm not lying. It doesn't end, and we're walking around the house. Oh, we could knock out this wall. Oh, we could move this. Oh, we could do that. Burn it. <laughs> Chip and Joanna, you are straight from hell. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. If you will eliminate the want, you will eliminate the lack. Because you are not eliminating it on your own because he will help you. I will help you because I'm going to keep teaching you. I'm going to keep helping you find a way to eliminate that. But it doesn't do any good if you hear the things that I'm saying to you this morning and you say, oh, that was really good. Oh, and then walk out of here, go eat lunch and forget what in the world we even talked about. Doesn't do any good. You walk out of here, especially if you walk out of here and you are, live in a world right now of less. You can't even pay your bills and you walk out of here and you're asking one another what restaurant you're eating lunch at today. The one in the kitchen that has peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, but we've been invited to go with this family. What, 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 what? What, 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 what? Lack, 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 lack. Lucky, 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 lucky. Is anybody learning anything? Yes. You learning anything about yourself? Yes. Don't tell me. <laughs> I want to help you. Because Christ wants to help you. He wants to blow the trumpet that sounds the alarm in you. That causes you to come to the place where you understand and you recognize and you realize the Lord is my shepherd. And I shall not want. Everything I need has already... Al if you need it, you have it. And if you didn't need it when you got it, you need it now because you've trained yourself to need it. Pay it off. Sell it. Sell it. This is the best message on lack you've heard in your life because this is the best one I've ever preached and most of you have been here a long time. I want you to be free today. I want all of us free today. I want everybody under the sound of my voice free today. I'm telling you, lack is a deception. It's a lie of an enemy that has come in and taken the truth, Jordan, and replaced it with his so subtly that it looks like it came right from the hand of God. Oh, he said he'd give me all the desires of my heart. The ones that don't require want. Desires do not equate to want. When he talks about giving us the desires of our heart, do you know it has nothing to do with possession? It has everything to do with our desire becoming one that is passionate to know him deeper. 
that's where he wants us. David understood that wanting equates to poverty and lust, and the more one wants, the less one has. The more one wants, the less one has. Stand with me if you would please this morning. Again, you don't realize that you have less until you see somebody who has more. And the reality is most of the people that seem to have more actually have less than you do. You can enter into their wallow or you can remain in your victory. You can remain in that place that the Father has called you and the Father has purposed you and the Father has enabled you to be and to do and to become everything you were called to be and to do and to become. He is faithful, faithful, faithful in every way to those who put their trust and their confidence in Him. Yes. Say this with me. Lack. Lack. No, you know what? Do this. Look at your neighbor. Stick your finger right in their face and say, Lack. Is a, is a deception. Now say this, say, want, want. no more. No more. Mm. Mm. Husbands, look at your wives. Want, <laughs> no more. Wives, look at your husbands. Say, well done. No, I'm just kidding. Say, want, no more. You know, I can teach you what he speaks to me and what he puts in my heart. I heard a ring. I don't know if anybody else heard that. <laughs> I can speak to you what he puts in my heart. But you have to make a decision whether or not you'll receive it. You can blow it off like it was a bunch of words. Or you can receive it as, good, as the, the seed planted into good soil of your heart. What are you going to do with this word today? What are you going to do with this word today? Now I'm asking, what are you going to do with this word today? Chew on. Eat it up. Eat it up. It's a deception. It's a deception. Father, I lift my voice. Honey, join me, please. <laughs>